Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Rue Dickey for a game of Our Love Will Destroy Us by RJK Games. Our Love Will Destroy Us is a tragic romantic horror game about two vampire hunters, one bright-eyed and innocent and the other elder and experienced, both of whom fell in love with the vampire that they were charged with hunting. Attempting to convince their vampiric lover to resist the hunger and stay with them for one long, dangerous night. Using mementos of their romance and the words they never thought they would say, the vampire hunters attempt to reach the vampire, reach through the hunger, and make a connection, hold on to the love that they've built, and last through the night without dying. This game is so intense and so beautiful and so haunting. I really loved playing it. I cannot wait for you to get to hear it. I think that you're going to have an absolute blast. And I really think you should check out the game itself. You can find more information at rjkgames.itch.io, or you can check the show notes for more information. Rue is a game designer, actual play performer, sensitivity consultant, and just a wonderful all-around person to play a game with. You can check out links to all of their work at elenanight.space. And as a side note, it's his birthday today. It's Rue, happy birthday. Playing this game was such a pleasure. I had the best time, and I hope we get to play together again sometime soon. You can find more information about everything Rue is working on in the show notes. A brief disclaimer before we dive in, this game does deal in themes of love, sex, death, trauma, injury, and violence, and this particular playthrough does include scenes of intense verbal arguments and threat and violence between romantic partners. Listener discretion is advised. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so excited to be sitting down with Rue Dickey. Rue, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited. Uh, this is going to be great. I've been looking forward to this recording for a while. I've been looking forward to this game for a while. I think that this is going to be a fantastic uh, episode recording. So at the very top of the show, why don't you take a moment and let our lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Um, well, my name is Rue. I use they, he, or Z pronouns. Uh, and presently, uh, as of recording, I'm getting married in two weeks, so there's not all that much happening for me right now. Uh, but I, you mean, can find- <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's something major, though, so that's pretty exciting. Thank you. I'm getting married on Halloween. Uh, that kicks ass. Thank you. Um, but you can catch me uh, every other Sunday on Huntsman's Hydro, where we play Fire in the Dark, a Blades in the Dark actual play. Uh, and you can also catch me every other Wednesday on Altered Echo Archives, playing in a alternate sort of revamped Curse of Strahd style game. Uh, and other than that, um, anytime at all, you can purchase my games on itch, ilananight.itch.io. Or if you're looking for a game writer, a sensitivity reader, anything of that sort, uh, you can contact me via my website, ilananight.space. I'm always open to freelance gigs like that. Fantastic. Uh, and speaking of speaking of Strahd style games, speaking of vampires, uh, that yes. brings us nicely to the game that we're playing today. Uh, we are playing Our Love Will Destroy Us by RJK Games. Um, this game is so freaking cool and evocative. Uh, it's going to break our hearts today, and I could not be more excited. I'm thrilled to cry on mic and make you have to edit that out later. <laughs> no, it's not getting edited out. We're, these these tears. This is party of one. Those tears and those tears go on mic. Oh, perfect. That's even um, better, actually. Even better. Um, yeah. So we. This is uh, our love will destroy us. I will read the opening text. 
You did it. Exactly what the old fools of the Hunter's Guild warned you against. Fell in love with your target, the both of you. One of you was barely trained, untested, and didn't know any better. The guild might forgive you. But the other? You were meant to know better. And the funniest thing? Is that they love you back. Or they did before hunger consumed them. So arm yourself with steak and cross and sweet words you've never had the courage to say aloud and clean up the mess you've made. This game contains themes of love, sex, death, trauma, injury, and violence. As such, safety tools are mandatory. Uh, we have gone over our lines and veils. We have uh, our sa- we've had our safety discussions prior to recording and the scheduling process. As always, uh, everything you're hearing is uh, run with safety tools. Also, we've had an- we have an open conversation in place. You know our our safety as players is more important than the game itself. Uh, that is that is an important just thing to put out there for both you, Rue, as well as the listener at home. Mm-hmm. So we're free to t- discuss things as we go. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the game in a nutshell. I am stoked. I'm so excited to cry. <laughs> so th- uh, this is a game for two players. Uh, we are playing vampire hunters who must destroy or save the vampire that we fell in love with. First, we need to create our characters. Um, we are going to be playing two vampire hunters. Once hunters of the guild charged with the destruction of the bloodsuckers, uh, we will pull on the anchors that keep us human, guided by the dice and a tarot deck that we have in front of us. They will remind our love that they could be human too. We will name our hunter and decide on some pronouns, and then we will pick some anchors that will be guided, but one of us will be playing the untested, who is a younger, someone who has not been through the, the ringer yet, and the other will be playing the veteran. Do you have a preference on which character you'd like to play? I don't. I don't either. Mm. So I am going to roll a d10. I have these 10-sided dice in front of me. And uh, the result will tell me which one I'm going to play. If I get the low result, I'll play the untested. High result, I'll play the veteran. Do you want me to roll a d10 too then? Um, so I rolled a two. Would you like to play the veteran? Yeah. All right. Then I will be playing the untested and you will be playing the veteran. So uh, now that we know which are, who which our which roles we are playing, we are going to answer some questions, and they are going to fill out our three anchors. Our anchors are training, knowledge, weapons, and the skills that we use to our advantage, memories, the remnants of our time spent with our love, and will, the fortitude needed to do what needs to be done. Why don't we go back and forth? We're going to pick two statements out of the list in front of us, and we'll go back and forth, pick a statement, and then describe uh, how that's going to impact one of our three anchors. Cool. Each of our anchors, I should also specify, starts at three. If they come to zero, uh, bad stuff happens. Yeah, I think we die. <laughs> yes, we are killed into the empire and eaten, so we should not let those numbers get to zero. <laughs> do you want to do names first, or do you want to? Yes, do- actually, let's do names first. Um, untested. I'm gonna go Lamont. I feel like Lamont is a great name. Ooh, that is a good name. And what's a like? What's the sickest vampire name I could think of? I'm gonna go Lamont de la de la. I'm gonna go Lamont de la Lune is the name. Ooh, that's good. And Lamont uses he his. Gotcha. I think I'm gonna go with Caius Belrose. Fuck. And they use they them pronouns. Great name. All right. So we, we each have three anchors. Our anchors start at three, and then we are going to pick two statements from the list below. Do you have a statement you want to choose, or do you want me to pick the first one? I want to pick the fourth one down, which is, 
I have loved before, loved often. I keep that love with me and bear the pain of their ends locked away. I do not know if I can bear to see another ending, which gives me plus two to memories and minus one to will. Mm, mm. Oh, I'm going to go with the, the last option on my list. The last thing I said to the vampire was I love you, which gives me one extra will. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, oh, that yes. one, that one, that one punched me in the face. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta God, acknowledge go when that, that happens. You gotta go with that one. Uh, I think I'm going to take the first one, which is, this is what they trained me for, the slaying of vampires. What else am I good for? Which gives me a plus one in training. And I am going to go with, I'm going to go with, we spent hours in the library. The vampire showed me records of their history while the veteran regaled us with lore and stories. I can still smell the books. Which I gives me that. plus one memories. I like that. I love, I love being entangled with the both of, with the both of these characters. Like, I love being wrapped up with the veteran and the vampire. Yeah. Such a good evocative thing that, that I really want to lean into that. So now we have three questions to answer. Uh, why did you become a hunter? When did you fall in love with the vampire? And what is our relationship with one another? Um, all right. So we've got our three questions. Um, do you have thoughts on any of your answers? I think. Caius became a hunter because their town was attacked by a vampire mm. and one of their childhood best friends was killed by a vampire. I love that. I really like that. I am going to lean as far as I can into the idea of the untested. If we're going to make this hurt, I'm going to make this hurt as much as I can and say... <laughs> I think that uh, Lamont became a hunter. I think it was like a media thing. I think that it was, I, I romanticized the idea of like a vampire oh. hunter. And so like when I learned that vampires were real, like I, I was such a, like a, uh, I was a media junkie is the best way to describe it. Right. Like I was, a, I, yeah. I loved a good, I, I loved stories that like, when I found out this stuff was real, like I had this encounter, maybe I saw a ghost. I you like that. You can like, be Van Helsing when you grow up. Yeah, right? Like I was like, <laughs> I want to be Blade. I want to be Van Helsing. And like I suddenly know that the supernatural exists. And like I have chased this dream wholly because of this romanticized picture that I have in my head. I love that so much. Uh, Cropping down to that second question of when mm -hmm. did you fall in love with the vampire, I think we've crossed paths a great many times, and one of the times that we did uh, happened to be in one of those night-blooming gardens with, like, the, the flowers that bloom by moonlight. Love it. And seeing the love and care and, like, delicacy with which the vampire, like, held the flowers and looked on them with like a longing for being able to see the flowers that bloom in the day again, really just kind of changed my whole perspective. Incredible. Incredible. I think when did I fall in love with the vampire? I think the first, like the, the first, I, it feels right to say the first time we crossed paths. Oh yeah. Like, it feels right, like, if I if I am this person chasing this idea of, like, I'm going to kill vampires, and I'm going to look cool, and, you know, I'm going to be Blade in the scene with the vampire nightclub, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to pull out, a, like, a katana and just, like, lay waste. 
the first time I meet this vampire and like they tr- like they 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 don't have that immediate like I'm gonna fuck you up. It's just like oh hello, like come take a seat. That that kindness just like melts through me, right? Like it's just there's no defense for being treated with genuine kindness. That's so good. So what is your relate? What is our relationship with one another? How do you perceive? How do you perceive Lamont now that you know Lamont's deal? I think like Lamont is this sort of like beacon of like light in an industry is not really the right word, but like, like vampire hunting isn't exactly your most like upbeat, pleasant industry. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. I feel like probably a lot of Caius's prior coworkers have either died or succumbed. Um, and so seeing someone with such like enthusiasm and brightness and like optimism, not only about the work that they do, but also the world in general um, is just very like refreshing for Caius, and so they're like they almost look up to Lamont in a way that like they would never tell him. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that kind of feeling. And I think that you know Lamont just thinks Caius is the coolest person <laughs> that has ever lived, right? Like, and I think that like as the two have gotten to know one another. I think we're past the point that maybe the the maybe the sheen has come off and kind of the 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 scales have fallen from the eyes a little bit yeah. like like he recognizes them for who they are at this point and they're not they're not they're not the cool vampire hunter from the stories but like I think they have this ability to compartmentalize they have this ability mm-hmm. to treat this as a responsibility and not like an all-consuming sort of like existence a work-life balance yeah that sense of balance is like a kind of a like to someone that came into this life thinking that it was like a life that you devoted yourself to and that like well, I'm a vampire hunter now like that's the one thing that I am for the rest of my life seeing somebody that's like you know, has been through it long enough that it does not, it's not their soul, their soul identity anymore mm-hmm. is kind of an inspiring thing in its own right. I think this is, I think it has helped Lamont kind of ground himself in the, in the world that he now finds himself in. I love that. This is great. I, 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 I like all of, <laughs> we haven't met our vampire yet, but I like all of three of these characters a lot. Oh yeah. I'm thrilled to to build our love interest who uh it's gonna wreck my whole life. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be great. Um all right, so uh our vampire once loved us and now they are consumed by their hunger. Um we have to give them a name and some pronouns. Hmm. I have an important question for naming this vampire. Is this an yes. old vampire or a young vampire? Are we That's... talking like 1600s names or is this a vampire named Rick who was turned in the 80s? <laughs> Fuck, those are both really good options is the thing. Like I was coming in with an expectation, but like, God, I'm, I keep, I was like, I, I, I all of my ideas left my head the second that oh, you I'm said sorry. the phrase. No, no, I mean that in the best possible way. The second you said Rick, a vampire that was turned in the 80s, like everything, <laughs> any other possibility left my left my heart immediately. <laughs> I 
think it's gotta be like, and I, I, I know that you threw that out just as an example name, but like Rick, the vampire also fucking rules. <laughs> Rick, the vampire is a pretty solid name. <laughs> can I throw out a detail that is even, uh, can I throw out any, a detail that is even more specific? And I know that we're going to get to know things about our vampire as we go, but there is a detail that I want to throw out that is extremely silly, but that legit like feels incredibly beautiful and wonderful to me yes please do can rick the vampire be rick's dj like rick's radio dj name yes is he a radio show is are they like late he's a radio show host he's a he's a radio host uh and rick the vampire is his is his dj name and he also happens to be a vampire i really like it and i love the idea of like listening to like the you know the late night radio where it's like half music and half the radio you're just saying whatever the hell they want to say 100 percent, 100 percent. so this vampire is living are we uh pronouns what are we what are we doing uh maybe he they he they is good uh this vampire is living their best life he's just shooting the shit on the radio until four o'clock in the morning <laughs> And, like, what I truly love about this, what, like, truly makes me so happy, the immediate, I know that we've got questions to fill out this character as we go, but, like, (laughs) I have to throw in this detail immediately, like, it ties back in really nicely to my answer to when I fell in love with Rick the Vampire. Yeah! If, like, because, like, if I showed up at this studio with, like, a crossbow and, like, (laughs) sword, and I was like, time to go fuck up this, time to go fuck up this vampire, and they just spin in a chair and they're like, Sup, you want a beer? Like, come have a seat. Like, <laughs> we got popcorn. <laughs> yeah, we got some popcorn. Do you got a conspiracy theory for my late night talk show? <laughs> yeah, grab 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 a mic and some headphones. The topic <laughs> is uh your favorite your favorite embarrassing movie. That's like, ah, okay, yeah, I guess I'm gonna guess I'm gonna tell you about must love dogs. <laughs> Fuck. That's really good, is the thing. I love this. I, Our, the human, love this vampire. I, the problem is that, yeah, I as Jeff love, have fallen in love with Rick the vampire, which is going to make this an even tougher game to play. <laughs> All right, so uh, throughout gameplay, we're going to be drawing from our tarot deck. I have my Philadelphia-themed tarot deck in front of me, and I'm so excited to draw. I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to add some real thematic resonance to the story that we're laying out in front of us. And we are going to, as we go, we're going to roll some dice. We are going to draw some cards. I will read through um, how the hunt begins, and then we will kind of kick things off. So the hunger took over at noon. We have six hours until sunset when the vampire will be able to leave the place we've built a life together. At the beginning of each hour, we'll draw six cards from the minor arcana and lay them face down. When a hunter begins to entreat the vampire, which I'll go over in just a second, we will turn over a card and resolve it. If we successfully entreat them, we will pick one. We will either discard the most recently turned card into the success pile, increase an anchor by one, or heal a wounded weak point. If the hunter fails, we'll turn over another card and resolve it. When there are no more cards to turn, the hour ends. If there are equal or more cards in the success file, mark it as peaceful. Otherwise, we will reveal the tower. At the end of the sixth hour, if there are equal or more peaceful hours, we break through to the hunger, we return the vampire. If not, sunset gives way to night. And the thing that was once our love flees. Uh, And by entreating the vampire, we are trying to reach through our love and remind them of the life that they had beyond the need for blood. We take it in turns to do so. 
Uh, we use an anchor as well as any mementos we wish to use, and then we roll. We can roll on a table to determine our theme. The thing that we are going to apply to to appeal to the vampire to try and like meaningfully connect with them on some level. And so when we're ready, we'll roll a number of d10s equal to our active anchor. Take the highest, add any modifiers. On an eight plus, we succeed. On a seven to not, on a seven or below, we will uh, pull an anchor and select one. Uh, select one and pull from the major arcana, adding one to your roll for each non-tower. If the tower is revealed, the entreaty fails, and we reduce the anchor we pulled on by one. If our stack gets to zero, we are consumed by the vampire. So with all of that said... I have one question for clarification. Yes. Yes. Uh, When you pull from the major arcana, do you pull once, or do you keep pulling until you hit the tower? Um, you can keep pulling, uh, you can keep pulling until you get an eight or better, like until you succeed. Yeah, the more cards you pull, the closer you get to the tower. When you pull from the Marge Major Arcana, and we discard those cards until we draw the tower, so it's Mm. not like we're getting shuffled back in, so the more we pull, the more certain we are that the tower is in there somewhere. So we're gonna watch these number of cards dwindle, knowing that the tower is gonna show up and we're gonna fail in treatment. Yeah. All right. Um, would you like to make the first entreaty, or or would you like me to do that? Uh, if you wouldn't mind starting. I absolutely will start. Um, we are, are we in the studio? I think we are. I think that makes sense to be our, like, home base. That feels good, especially as we have, like, fallen in love with Rick and kind of maybe, like, maybe fortified this place a little bit. And also, like, Rick has fortified it to be, like, a safe place for a vampire to hang out, and we have kind of fortified it to be, like, a place that we can kind of lock down if need be, if we need to be in this exact position. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guild knows that we've locked this place down because no. I think that the goal was to kill Rick if we found him. But like, I think that like we have built this place to kind of exist as a safe place for the three of us. I also feel like the guild doesn't believe that Rick the vampire is a vampire. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's fantastic. Because why would you come out and say it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I am going to roll my d10 to choose uh, what the theme of my entreatment is going to be. And that is a nine. That Ooh. is exhaustion. What a good Ooh, one to what start What a good one with. to start, yeah. Um, and a good one to start from Lamont as the untested. Um, I think Lamont is sitting across, like, we're not in the recording space in the studio. There's kind of a like a back room, green room, and we're sitting... Mm. And I think, like, um, the memento that I'm adding is, it is the crossbow that I brought to the studio the first time I, I came into the studio. <sighs> and I'm sitting, and Rick is, maybe, Rick is pacing back and forth. They're kind of, like, running their hands back through their hair, and they're kind of, like, muttering to themselves a little bit. Like, they're they're talking to themselves, they're, they're almost... It almost seems like they're hyping himself up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it's this sense of, like, I'm about to go on the hunt. Like, I'm about to, like, fully unleash this. And there's a sense that they need to get into that headspace. And I'm sitting on this couch. And I've got a head in my hand. I've got my head in my hand. And I'm like, you know if you go out there, you know what's going to happen. We're going to chase. We're going to fight. You're going to get one up on one of us and the other is going to take the shot you you know this as well as i do like you don't 
I can see by the way that you're walking that you don't want to do this any more than we do. You're trying to convince yourself that you have this in your heart, and I'm promising you that there are other ways that we can handle this. I don't want to have to chase you. I'd rather we just all stay here together and happy like we've always been. And I am going to draw on my memories here and add one to my roll. So I'm going to roll 4d10. Actually, I think this is training, so I'm going to roll three dice. Yeah. But my high result is still a 10, so that is an 11. Nice. Uh, That is an 11 total, so uh, that means that uh, our first in treatment was a result. I also did not uh, draw our six cards or flip the first card, (laughs) so we will simply uh, take that card as it is. I may color my may color my response knowing that it was a, a successful thing. We'll see. Let me flip our first card. It is the nine of cups, or in the Philly Tarot deck, the nine of cheesesteaks, which makes yes. me so so happy. Uh, and the nine of cups, uh, the mentor who retired. The mentor who, re- maybe the thing that I add to that is like, you know, what's going to happen is the same time that. It's going to be the same thing that the exact same thing that Clarkson taught us, that Clarkson's mentor taught Clarkson, that their mentor taught them. We move in pairs. One of us draws you out and the other takes the shot. This is you, Rick, you know this. You have been through this. I can see it in your eyes that you understand like how this is going to go. And you can see Rick start to pause as that happens. Like you can see Rick start to like process this and like hear what I'm saying okay I have a question yes because we did this a little backward do would we normally flip that next card when I roll to entreat Uh, I believe you flip the card you uh, read the card to see what it says um, and then you can opt, you can also choose, uh, one of your anchors and possibly a theme off of the table. So you okay. have all of those things to kind of give you an idea of how you want to entreat and which anchor you want to pull on. Okay. And then, and then you roll your dice. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so let me roll my single D10 to see what the theme is. And, uh- I don't have a fun Philly cheesesteak deck, so we're using, uh... Yes. Jeff. <laughs> uh, I got a two, which is hope. And your card is... Is the five of coins. The monster that did not deserve to die. <sighs> I think... I think I'm going to tie back into my character creation and use flowers from the garden as my memento here. Okay. Um, and I think Caius has been, for the most part, all evening sort of watching from a corner. Like, they are not the kind of person who settles very well. Uh, they're one of those people who needs to be moving all the time. Uh, and they've sort of, like, perched in a corner and are watching Rick pace, uh, as you were describing. Um, and uh, something, like listening to Rick mutter to himself about how this is what he has to do. This is what he was turned for. It's time for him to embrace this. Um, I think that's sort of the point where uh, Caius abandons their perch on the wall. 
uh, and pulls a, like, little book out of an inside pocket in their coat uh, and pulls out some, like, pressed uh, moon-blooming flowers. I've forgotten the name for these flowers in human life, so we're just going to keep calling them that. Uh, <laughs> um, and sort of steps forward and says, uh, Do you remember the night when we found these? You, uh, you were not the only vampire in the gardens that night. There was a very young one. Young and reckless and untrained. They they were making a very big scene, and it is in our creed to not let that sort of thing happen. It is important that we keep some level of balance. I did not have the same, the benefit of time that I had to speak to you. I had to, I had to deal with them quickly, and some days I regret that. They were young, they did not deserve to be killed so callously. But seeing you, also young, also a new vampire in many ways, seeing that you were more in love with the world, it, it gave me some hope that we don't have to kill to keep this balance. We don't have to just make the hard choices every time. We don't have a set path. You gave me hope in that way that I've never felt before, and I want you to know that just as I do not have to kill every vampire I come across, you do not have to give in to the darkest parts of yourself. Ah, uh, and I am going to roll with memories, uh, which is five plus one for six. Uh, so let's see how that goes. My highest is a 10, so... Oh, wait, sorry. It would, it would have been five, five, not six, because you add one to your roll, but that's I still got a 10. Yeah, you still got a 10. You're still good. Yeah. All right, yeah. So um, we can you can choose to do one of three things. You can increase that anchor by one. You can put this card into, your success po- into our success pile, or you can heal a wounded weak point, of which there are none at the moment. I think I will add one to our success pile because I have five All right. in memory, so I don't need to add to that one. So, uh, and this is when I real this is when I, I point out uh, the one piece of the one I point out the purpose of the of the flipped card that we have been uh, getting wrong, but the story that we've told is so good so far that we're just gonna roll with it. The cards themselves, like the actual prompts on the cards, that's what Rick is saying back to us to refute oh. us. Oh. <laughs> Yep, that's going to officially start really hurting going forward, and that's going to be uh, what's going to injure our uh, injure our anchors and possibly push us to zero. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm going to begin my entreaty. I'm going to flip over a card. I have the Eight of Coins. I'm going to roll my D10 and decide how I want to try and appeal. Oh, I got a 10. Oh, that's perfect. I think, um, I don't think that Lamont is going to use a memento. Mm -hmm. And I think that what they're going to do, he stands up, he simply walks over, and he's going to put a hand onto your shoulder, onto Mm -hmm. uh, Caius's shoulder, onto Rick's shoulder, and just say, look, 
I love the both of you very, very much, and there's nothing I would like more than for all of this to be behind us. Why can't we have that? And I'm going to roll my 4d10 for memories, as that action carries with it the weight of all the memories that we've shared together. Yeah. That is a three, a five, a six, and a seven. If I had used a memento, that would be a success. But as it is not, I am flipping a major arcana. Okay. I have flipped the Wheel of Fortune. Um, and so that is not the tower. So we, I can add that to my roll and make it an eight. In our One of our major arcana has been discarded, which means we're one card closer to revealing the tower. And uh, I'm going to ask you, with the Eight of Cups, mm-hmm. how does... How does uh, the hunger lash back at us through the eight of coins is your pride in your work. And uh, for, for my point of reference, is the your referring to the vampire or is the your referring to the hunters? I think that we can leave that up to interpretation. However, however you feel like it's going to hurt the worst. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Rick like listens to you say that um and kind of like scoffs like he's trying to shrug it off like they're not quite wanting to listen uh and says uh i've seen what you do every day you go out and you kill people just like me and just because i'm different doesn't change the fact that you're still proud and in love with the work you do. And you told me yourself that you grew up wanting to do this. How can I sit here and listen to someone who said that they grew up wanting to kill people like me? Oof. Well, I, I, uh, Used, I'm using my successful in treatment to increase my memories by one. Now I'm going to roll 1d10. If the result is a five or greater, then that number goes back down to a four. Okay. As this represents the hunger, this represents your words cutting through Lamont and causing and pushing me closer to being consumed. Yeah. That's a five. That puts me down to a four. That hurts. Ooh. And currently, we have two cards in our success pile and two cards in our discard pile. If at the end of the hour, these numbers are at least equal, then this is a peaceful hour. If there are more cards in the discard pile, then that means that the hour is not peaceful. Not peaceful. Okay. So, uh, would you like your neck? Would you like to make the next in treatment? Yes. So, I will roll my d10. That is a one for confessions. Um, and I think, I think contrary to, uh, Lamont, whose last words to the vampire prior to this scenario were, I love you. I don't think Caius has ever told, um, Rick that. I think Mm. it's something they keep very close to their heart, uh, and something that some part of them, uh, is ashamed of themselves for in some way. Um, but I think... They're looking at this scenario and thinking to themselves, like, this, this, it's now or never, essentially. Um, and so Caius is going to sort of place themselves between 
Lamont and Rick as Lamont is uh, going off about how Rick wants to, uh, like, wanted to be a vampire hunter since he was a kid. Um, and just sort of, like, look dead into Rick's eyes uh, and say, I'm not supposed to, and I know that, but I have been in love with you for a very long time. And I have, I have been in love before, and it has always been foolish, and it has always ended poorly for me. But it feels different with you. Being in love with you feels like I am young again, <laughs> like love is something I am allowed to want again. And I want to be wrong this time. I want to be wrong about love and about keeping myself closed off I want to be wrong if loving you is wrong and I'm going to go with I don't know if this is memories or will I could see it going either way I think I'm going to go with memories I think you you really did invoke a lot of your your history and your memories so I think that feels right yeah so I'm going to roll five. That's two tens. Love five it. Five dice. All right. Would you like to uh, increase your an- increase an anchor by one or uh, add a card to the success pile? I would like to add a card to the success pile. All right. And now we see how the anger lashes back. The card is the queen of swords. The first lie you ever told. I want to know, first off, what the queen of swords is in Philadelphia. Uh, let me consult my let me consult my list. <laughs> I will tell you um, the Wheel of Fortune, which we flipped earlier, was uh, Philadelphia staple boys to men. Yes. And the Queen of Swords is Billie Holiday. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I love this deck of cards so much. It truly brings me so much joy. So much joy. Um, so the first lie you ever told. Rick, like, looks you in the eye, and I think, like, like the hunger is doing this to hurt you, but, like, in Rick's eyes, there's also a sense that, like, Rick still being there underneath, like, there is a genuine sense of, like, fear. Mm-hmm. Not necess- Not even fear of the hunger, fear of what you just said, and I think Rick just mutters, but you said you never wanted this to be love. And I'm going to roll my, what's the, what, what, uh, would you like to roll a D10 for your, for your roll, roll a single D10? If the number yes. is equal or higher to your memory stat or uh, to your memory anchor, you reduce that anchor by one. All right. Let me see. That's a two. So that's not right. equal or higher. Then with that, we flip our next card and I make, uh, an entreatment. This is the, Five of Wands. And I'm going to roll my d10 for a theme here. Another Exhaustion. Another nine. Uh, That feels great, especially with what was just said. Yeah. I think Lamont, like, throws his hands off of the both of you. And uh, I am bringing in a memento here. Okay. Um, That is specifically the... I'm looking at these. I'm looking at the mementos listed here. I am going to use 
Oh, the sketch of the three of you that you always keep with you. Mm. Um, and I think it is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, translate that as like a, for the theme specifically, like a worn old Polaroid. Oh yeah. I break that out and I like, with a little bit of anger in my voice, I pick it out and I kind of like, I, I, I full on like flick it at, at Rick and with a, with a, with a sense of like anger and exhaustion of like, come on, you know, like, do you think this, do you think this is three people that don't want to be in love? Do you think this is three people that don't love each other? Do you think that any of, any of what we have experienced wasn't like, Yes, we've said things over the over the years, but like there's what we said and there's what we feel and you know in your heart what we really felt and you know that it was real and you know that if it was as real as it was and you know it was real that you can't go out there and kill someone not tonight. Please. And I think I'm rolling memories again. Yeah. And that's going to be a plus 1 to my roll. And I did not need it. Uh, that is a nine, or that's an eight plus one is nine. Nice. And I'm going to add this to our success pile. And so I will ask you, how does, how does, uh, how does the hunger lash back? The, the card is the five of wands. The prompt is the horror of battle. I think like the hunger is sort of pressing on that like fight or flight instinct that everyone has and that fear that Rick was feeling earlier. That was more of like a, like you were saying, like the fear of what was being said and what was happening uh, sort of like bubbles up into a more visceral fear, a more, uh, Oh, I've forgotten the word like a, like predator prey instinct fear. Oh yeah. 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 Like, um, Oh, I know the I know the vibe, but I can't think of the word. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll remember at three o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> That's how it goes. But yeah, that kind of like instinctual fear that we mm-hmm. all have when we see something that can kill us. Yeah. Um, and uh, says like we've seen a lot together, and you're right. We've said a lot, and we haven't said a lot, but more than anything. I've also seen what you can do, and it scares me sometimes, staying here with you and knowing that during the day, if one of you changes your mind, I can wind up like all of the others, beheaded or thrown into some flaming pit or staked. It scares me. You're horrifying. Damn. Damn, this game is good. This game hurts. <laughs> this game hurts. This game hurts real bad, and I'm genuinely loving I'm it. I'm loving it. All right, I'm going to roll a d10. If it is higher than a four, mm-hmm. that's a five. My memories go down to three. Ooh. Now I'm understanding. I feel like we've been using the mementos a little bit willy-nilly. Now yeah. we're, starting to, we're, starting to want, we're starting to run out of them. Yeah, that's not. We, that's I'm not realizing good. that this is kind of maybe the time to not use them, but... That's the game. That's learning the game. Yup. All right. Good to know. Um, we have one final card. All right. Your final entreatment for this hour. Um, that is a six fear. 
think well suited given the the theme of the evening <laughs> or the theme of the hour i guess um and i think i don't think rick has ever seen caius frightened and truthfully lamont may have never seen them frightened either i feel like they're the kind of person who even when they are scared keeps a very stoic face and will only like will only reveal that to themselves for the sake of like keeping up appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it is a shock for both of them when like their voice trembles when they speak and you can tell from like the paleness of their face that like they are genuinely afraid and they're not afraid of Rick, but they're afraid of what's coming. Um, and just sort of like trying even through their own fear to like, smooth things over just like I don't I don't want to do this I'm I'm scared of what I will become if if you are not here anymore to show me that there is a difference that there is something more I am far more afraid of me than I am of you and I understand that you are afraid of us but I think that if we let that fear control what we do all of what we have done will be for nothing, and it will only bring more fear in the end if we give in to it. I, I don't want to be someone you are afraid of, and I don't want you to become someone that people are afraid of. You, you love people. You love to talk to them. You don't want to scare them. Um, I don't know what this is. I think that's Will. I think I'm hearing yeah. Will. I think Will is right. All right, let's see. I've got two in Will, so uh, here goes. Uh, that is a seven. So I'm going to pull from the Major Arcana. All right. I've pulled, I've pulled a card off of the Major Arcana here. I have Death, as represented by uh, <sighs> Philadelphia legend Edgar Allan Poe. <gasps> yes! Um, I, I love you, Edgar Allan Poe. Rip dying for voter fraud. <laughs> Uh, which means that, uh, your number goes up to eight and you are, you are, uh, you get to call this a success. Would you like to move a card into the success pile? Increase one of your anchors? Uh, or I guess those are the two options because we haven't had a wound. Um, what are we at in terms of numbers? Um, we have four cards in the success pile. We have now three cards in the discard pile. So it's four to three at the moment. Um... Uh, it will actually go to four to four after this round when the when the final card. So we are so we are good either. Okay. So we'll we'll be good. We're equal. This is a peaceful hour. Okay. I will add one to Will then because I only have okay. two in it. And so with that, I I um uh, it's really good that you uh said people are not afraid of you because this is the Page of Wands, <sighs> oh. uh, which is the citizens who did not trust you. Oh. And I think that, like, I think Rick, Rick, I think Rick sinks. I think Rick, you know, retreats into himself a little bit. The people don't trust me. The people don't, the people don't care. There's a reason that I'm on midnight to four, and it's not just because I literally have to be. It's because that audience, those people out there, have never shown up for me. They don't care. I could walk out of here 
I could walk out of here with a sign on my chest that says Rick the Vampire and no one would ever give me a second look. But if I walk out of there as, well, I guess Rick the Vampire, people would take notice. All of this and they gesture at the studio would mean something. I wouldn't just be wasting my time rattling into a microphone. I could be something. I could be a symbol instead of nothing, which is what I am right now. Let's see if this is higher than a three. Or would you like to roll one? I think we uh, have you roll to see if your result is higher than a three, which will knock down your will by one. Yeah, that's a ten. Perfect. Uh, well, not perfect. It's actually the opposite of perfect. That lowers your will by one. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. I do like that we've decided wholesale we're not wounding the vampire. No, no, no. We, th- th- this matters. It, it, this is someone that we love and we're keeping them safe. Yeah, we're not wounding um, the vampire. Okay. All right. Well, that means that our final score for the hour is four cards in our success pile to four cards in our discard pile, which means that this hour is peaceful. It means that we were able to we were able to break through the hunger, uh, return them to their at least temporarily return them to their senses. Traditionally, we would play through six hours of the six rounds of the game. I think for time purposes, we'll do maybe two more. I think two more will fit us into a nice half hour. Yeah, Um, we'll do two more and that'll give us uh, three rounds to kind of stare at and see how many uh, peaceful route peaceful hours we come up with. And so with that. Uh, I'm going to lay out six more cards. All right. And I will make uh, our first entreatment. I have flipped the Page of Pentacles. And for my theme is a seven. Duty. Lamont walks back and like is kind of is now like Lamont is visibly pacing. And finally, just like eyes wide, just has a moment like, you know what? Fuck them. Fuck the guild. I don't want to do this. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to. If doing what needs to be done, if if my if if my training calls for me to hurt the person I care about, I don't want to do that training. I'd rather do what is right for the person that I care about. And if that means I break the rules, I break the rules. But I I, I have a greater duty to you to take care of you as one of the two people that I love than I do any guild order that they could send down my way. No command they could give me, no amount of excommunication could make up for the duty that I have to you as my beloved. And I'm going to roll four dice for Will. Uh, That is a high result of a 10, so I'm glad I didn't take a memento. Nice. And um, I think right now I want to put this in our success pile. Let's start that off strong. Yeah. All right, let me... Read. You said page of wands? The page of coins. Yeah, coins. The page of coins. The day you entered the guild. Oof. I think sort of still in this very, like, sunken and sullen state. Uh, like, kind of like when you're upset with yourself, but you lash out at other people sort of way. Um, when... Lamont starts talking about how he'll, like, abandon the guild and he won't do what they told him to. I think Rick kind of, like, <sighs> like scoffs uh, and says, You don't expect me to really believe that. 
that you'll throw away everything that you've been working for. I've heard you talk about it. I've heard you talk about how excited you were on the day you graduated when they gave you your little vampire hunting kit. I heard how thrilled you are, and I know how much you love the work that you do. You think I'm stupid enough to believe you're really going to give all of that away just to keep me safe here? I'm nobody. Why would you give away everything for that? I I can't believe that you'd do that. And that is a four. That is going to knock my will down to three. I mean, hmm. it's going to knock my will down to three. Ooh. All right, next card. All right. Next card is the two of wands. All right, let me roll my d10. I don't know why I keep closing my dice box between rounds. Uh, that is a four. Grief. Um, I am also not going to use a memento this round. Uh, and I think, like, the anger and, like, sadness that Rick is giving off are, like, sort of starting to, like, rub off on Caius. Uh, and he is going to, again, rather, they are going to, again, place themselves sort of in this, like, in-between space, because they can get, they get the sense that, like, Rick and Lamont are about to get into a fight, and they don't want that. Uh, And they turn to Rick, and they say, You're not nothing. You are the farthest thing from nothing I can describe. You, You have made both of our lives very different. I... I cannot speak for him, but I can speak for myself, and I have told you again and again how you have made me see the world in a different way, and I have lost so many people, and I know you have too. I know that becoming a vampire means loss. I know that it means that you cannot have the things that you used to, and I cannot handle that loss again. I cannot do it. I cannot lose you to this because you are not nothing. You are everything. And I don't know I do not know what we will do if we lose you. Um and I think this is I I'm a t- I'm trapped in memories and will again. I think this is memories. Let's go memories. All right. Uh that's an 8. And this is the two of, I believe I may have said wands, but it is the two of swords. Oh, okay. Also, I'm putting the card into the success pile. All right, cool. We got two cards in the success pile, zero in our discard pile. This is the two of swords. The choice you regret. Oh, boy. Damn. And I think um, Rick, you know, pacing back and forth, I think that like, turns away from Lamont to like look you in the eyes and is like I'm sorry that I put you in this position. I'm sorry that I put you in a position to have to choose between your life and me. And I'm sorry that I'm sorry that by the end of the night you're going to have to do something that you regret and you're going to lose someone and I'm sorry that I can't change any of those things. If I could, I would, but we are on a road forward and there is no changing that. Ooh. Roll a d10. If it is higher than your memories, knock that down by one or take or give a wound. <sighs> All right. 
That is a five, which is equal to my memories. So I will knock that down to four. All right. Next card is the nine of coins. My theme is hope. Oh. Rick, you're so fucking stubborn sometimes. You know that? Like, I, I love you. You are the love of my life, but you are the most stubborn motherfucker that I have ever met. Ah, don't you see that you can, like, we are, you can change this. We can work with you to change this. You don't have to try and change it alone. You might be on a path, you might be on a track alone, but there are two other people in this room that have defied orders and fortified a radio studio, which is not something that I ever thought was going to be on my resume for the purpose of taking care of you. If that, if that can't change a decision, if that can't change your mind on this. I truly don't know what could. And I and I hope that you see that. And I'm going to roll Will. All right. Actually, I'm going to roll Memories. I think this is Memories. It's still three dice, but I think that feels like Memories. Yeah. That is three fours. Oof. Oh, that's four cards out of the discard pile. We have the Fool, aka the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> we have the Hermit. We have the Moon. We have strength. Okay. Not the tower. Not the tower. Just good. Well, I'm going to move this into the success pile because that means that we have four cards in the discard pile, three in the success pile. All right. Uh, and the card is the nine of coins. How does the hunger strike back? The hours of writing reports. Interesting. I think. I think, uh, like, Rick is just going to sort of gesture towards the area of this studio where, uh, like, definitely they're, like, I don't know, like, Supernatural-esque, like, library of vampire information is. Mm -hmm. Um, And just point to the filing cabinet that's probably overfilling with reports and, like, missives from the guild and things like that. and say, if the guild has been working on this sort of thing for centuries, right? Like, you've told me that. All of this work that you do is not new. If, at some point, there was a way to change this, and a way for me to be better, and a way for this to not end in my death, or yours, or somebody else's, wouldn't someone have figured that shit out by now? You spend fucking hours doing your observations and your reports and sending fucking pigeon letters back and forth to some cathedral in Italy, and you haven't figured out how to fix it yet, so why am I supposed to believe that you'll be able to just because of us? I do think Lamont cracks us out and it's like, there's gotta be a better way than pigeons. I've been saying this for months. (laughs) And Kai is just like, I would say we can uh, suggest it to someone, but that would mean sending the suggestion by pigeon. It's going to have to come via pigeon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think beside beside themselves, Rick laughs. I, I Yeah, I think that, that Rick doesn't even want to laugh, but can't really help it. Yeah. Probably <sighs> a thing they've brought up, like, every week. That is a one on the dice, so that is not lower my will. Woo! Whew, it's close. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the tension. 
Um, all right. Uh, give us our next entreaty. All right. Uh, uh, that is a three. That is anger. Um, I think this anger is self-directed, but coming outwards. Um, and uh, Caius is normally kind of soft-spoken. Uh, mm-hmm. And so their voice raises. Um, and like they've lost that like stillness and are like wringing their hands and like twitching a little bit when they talk. Uh, and just it's fucking unreasonable for us to be having this conversation. Like we are sitting here going back and forth about if you mean something or if people care about you or if we are going to break the rules or if the rules matter at all. And that's not solving anything. We can't do anything if we are just going to back and forth. Like, like we have all the time in the world, but we don't. We don't have all the time in the world. And it's fucking ridiculous that these might be the last hours we have. And we are not spending them together, enjoying them. We are spending them fighting. And I fucking hate that. And I hate myself for being a part of it. Um, Oof. And... Is this Will? <laughs> I think so. Will or Memories, I think. This feels like Will. This feels, this feels like, will. like Will. Yeah. All right. That's a... S- Wait, I can't read my own dice. That's a seven, yes. Sorry, I have... All uh, right. My dice are... There was blood on the face, and I was like, huh, can't read this number. It's a seven. So that means we are going to pull one card off of the Major Arcana. Yeah. Uh, that is the world. Never been so happy to see Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, and so, all right, that is a success. Would you like to increase an anchor or uh, increase the success pile? We have three cards in the success pile. One, two, three, four, five in the... I'm going to put a Just... card in that success pile. I, I'm i loving the... There's a little that 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 feeling of strategy and stress that's coming into this. It's It's... Yeah, it's a nice little touch. Um, that, so the, the the tower's there somewhere, and I'm anxious about it every minute. The tower's in there somewhere, and I'm like watching the numbers in the piles. It's just it's all kind of <laughs> it's all clicking for me. Yeah, and I the card in question is the four of uh, the four of swords, and uh, that is the silence you bought. Oh, I think I know what th- I think I know what this is. Mm. I think this is quick and brutal. I think Rick tries to leave the room. Oh. He's like, I gotta, I gotta get back on the air. I gotta do my sign off. I can't, I can't be here. And that's it. Oh, fuck that hurt. Also, why are we doing this during the radio break? <laughs> I, 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 I think it was the only time that we could. Only and like, uh, the silence that we bought is literally like, he's got an Tim. extra long block of music or whatever that like yeah. is buying us like a, Maybe and because we're doing like a shorter version, maybe it's not even a full like hours or maybe it's like we've got like like 90 minutes or something. Yeah. He's like, it's time for a 90 minute music break. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, that hurts. All right. Let me roll and see if I get higher than a two, which is my will score. <laughs> that is a two. Um, oh my God. No. <laughs> uh, if it, it, it's if I hit zero, I die. Not if, if it I hits hit zero. One, if it right? hits zero, you're consumed. Yeah. 
Okay, I will let my will drop to one. All right, next card. All right, let me roll my dice. My theme here is a three. Anger. I'm pulling a memento on this. I've got to. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the memento. I think that, um, I think it's brutal. But I think that we hear, I think that, like, tears in his eyes, like, consumed with a with a hatred of himself for doing this even when asked to do this, right? Oh. Like, because my role was anger. Yeah. And I'm angry at even being asked to do this. The memento that I'm pulling, <sighs> we hear the cocking of a, of a pistol with, like, oh. a, one of those, like, uh... One of those underworld style UV bullets in it. Yeah. And it's just like a tiny little pistol. I'm like, Rick, you told us if you tried to leave during this conversation to tell you to stay the fuck where you are. And my hand is shaking and I'm like, I'm mortified that like Rick asked us to do this because he knew that the hunger might push them in that direction. And I'm like, I can't, I can't believe that I've been pushed into doing this, but I'm going to if it means you stay put and you listen to us. And that is training. Yeah. Three dice plus one. Ah, uh, that is an eight plus one is nine. All right, Ooh. I'm adding that to the success pile. Yay. Uh, and this is the five of wands. Five of wands. The horror of battle. Are we allowed to get them twice? Oh, then I may have gotten the suit wrong. Uh, then this is going to be instead the five Sorry. of no, no, you're right. That is, this is not Wands, this is Cups, and this is the family that was never yours. I think hearing the hammer cock back on that gun that, like, they gave to Lamont. He's heard mm -hmm. that before. He knows what it sounds like even without looking at it. Uh, makes him turn around, and, like, they are trembling in a mix of anger and fear and an overwhelming sadness. And they, like scan the room and look between both Lamont and Caius uh, and sort of let out this miserable little, little laugh. Like, <laughs> you're right. I gave you that. I told you to use it if you had to, but you're not gonna. I know you're not because you think we're some sort of fucking family. You think that we're just going to get through this and everything's going to be fine. And tomorrow we're going to go out for drinks and act like this never fucking happened. Like, it's just a normal Tuesday. <laughs> but we're not a fucking family. You're a pair of vampire hunters, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to become what I was supposed to be, and you're going to do your jobs, and it's going to be just like it's always been. <laughs> we aren't a family. You don't have anything to hold on to here. This isn't a house, this is a studio space. And we're not gonna fucking change any of that. So pull that trigger, or let me leave. I think the hammer falls back, like, the gun just sinks to Lamont's side. I don't, like, I think that it, that it is Lamont who has been shot through the heart. Oh. That is a one, though, so his, his training remains in place. We have one final entreatment in this hour. All right. And it is worth noting, our success and discard piles are exactly even. <sighs> okay. And if we, if we get this card, if this works out, 
this is the end of the game in our favor. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me roll. That is an eight beauty. Um, I'm going to use a memento. Uh, I am going to pull out of my inside pocket. Um, like one of those cheesy lockets you can get at like carnivals and theme parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, it probably has the carnival of choices logo on the outside. (laughs) Um, and sort of hold it like Caius is holding it in their hands and walking closer, um, to, uh, Rick. Um, and they hold it out like to him. Uh, and they say, I know you were very confused when this went missing. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I stole it. Uh, I just, uh, I have never seen anything so beautiful as, uh, when we went to the, uh, <laughs> I think they called it Fright Night at the Carnival, but it meant that everything was open at night and you could experience the theme park again and you could go on the rides and eat the food and be a part of all of that again. And you looked so happy in that moment when we took that picture in that little box <laughs> and got it printed and put in here that I couldn't help myself. I I wanted to have that to hold all the time. And I cannot bear keeping this if you are not going to be in our lives anymore. So whether we have to kill you or whether you are just going to walk out that door, I want you to have this because looking at the beauty of it every day, if you are not in my life, will kill me. Um, and I'm going <sighs> to roll. I'm going to roll memories. Uh huh. Which is four now. That is a nine. Oh my god, that's so jackets. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I rolled three nines. <laughs> that's I'm so happy to hear that. I wanted that to be a success more than I've ever wanted anything in a game. Oh my god. Um yeah. Damn, um I am crying. It's important to know. Yep. 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 <laughs> They're here. The tears are here and we're dealing with it. Um I am gonna I'm gonna play out one more card and then we'll end the game. Yep. Um, the Ace of Coins. Uh, I'm not even going to read what the what the prompt is. I'm going to just say it because I think it'll become apparent. Yeah. I think like there's some like Rick takes this in, right? Like you've gotten through to Rick. They're standing there and like you see the life start like you see the color back in their cheeks. You see them like their posture. They've kind of had this like nervous posture where they're a little bit slumped and you see them kind of like stand up a little bit more straight and like look you in the eyes and their eyes are starting to water and then in an instant all of that drops right like like they're going for one last one like the the hunger in them the vampire in them is going for one last strike and he just mutters do you keep something from every monster you kill what's your memento from the first thing that you killed and you see in Rick's face as they say that, that like he is horrified that those words uttered, like left his lips because he has been processing this and taking it in. But like there is that thing that just like felt that need to fly out. And roll, roll me a D10. Yeah. I think like when 
he says that, like, Caius absolutely breaks, and there are tears just, like, dripping down their face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, let me roll this d10. It's a three. It's lower than my memory score. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. Um, we could play for another hour. <laughs> but, like, time-wise and also game-wise, uh, if we're playing with three hours or three, three, ta- three rounds, we've won. We won, yeah. Uh, we managed to break through the hunger and return the vampire to their senses. I think, like, Caius starts crying, and Rick... Like that's the thing that fully washes the the hunger and the 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 hunger out of like Rick's like posture and body and eyes, and like maybe Caius even like collapses to the floor yeah, and like absolutely Rick, like Rick catches them mid fall right like Rich Rick catches them and like supports them like mid collapse and Lamont comes in and like supports the both of you and the three of us are just like in a crying heap. Yeah, and I think the second that either of them are, like, close, like, Caius, like, clutches onto the backs of their shirts, like, it's a rock in a, I almost said sandstorm? That's not right. A rock in the ocean. That is the correct oh. word. <laughs> rock in a sandstorm is a much different experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that we just see the three of us crying and holding on to each other, and the two final visuals we see are um a like we see a pigeon flying off with a note on its ankle and the the note is unfurled by a a pair of hands and it just says like today's date you know october october 18th no incidents all clear signed lamont and caius and then we see the three of us tears in our eyes just ruined and wrecked sitting down in the recording studio as Rick like sniffles and like wipes up his face and come back, comes back in. So the topic is a breakfast food draft. I hope everybody's had time to put together their draft lists. We're doing a snake style draft. And as I am the host, I get first round draft pick and I'm taking bacon. It's off the field. Uh, I think, uh, I think Caius is going to put, uh, the other pair, like, I assume the studio has three pairs of headphones. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Caius is going to take one and sort of like <clears throat> clear their throat and try to not uh, be crying uh, and uh, say, well, if you're going to take that off the table, uh, I'm going to make everyone's life a living hell and I'm going to take eggs. And, you know, like Lamont sits quiet for a while and like shakes, shakes his face. You're both overlooking the obvious, the obvious pick, and that's cereal. I'm taking cereal. It's on the, it's on the, it's on the field. <laughs> and like we leave the three of them mid broadcast, and that is game. That was so good. That was incredible. I am blown away by how good that was and how much that, uh, how much that meant. Like that was inc- that was haunting yeah. and beautiful and tough, but like in just a grateful way. Yeah, I loved every minute of that. Dang. Thank you so much for coming on and playing this game with me. I could not have been, uh, I could not be happier. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. And thank you for picking this game also. It was really good. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I had a list of games that were submitted and I was like, this is, this one is going to, it's going to hurt and it, it was going to be good and we're going to, we're going to tear each other apart and it's going to be gratifying and I'm, I'm happy with how it's worked out. Yeah.
Yeah, me too. <laughs> so real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Yeah, uh, like I said, my name is Rue. I use they, he, or Z pronouns. Um, I am a tabletop game designer and writer, as well as a sensitivity reader, editor, and performer. You can find me on Twitter as at Knight 13 That's I-L-A-N-A-N-I-G-H-T, and then the number 13. Um, and on itch as just ilananight.itch.io, because I would be Ilana Knight everywhere, but I made a Twitter when I was 12, lost the password, and they will not give it back to me. It haunts I- me. <laughs> I have strong feelings about, about I have strong feelings about this. You have you have you have touched a, a, a source of righteous anger. Uh, Twitter user Jeff Stormer, I'm angry at you specifically. Um, thank you so much for doing the show. This kicked so much ass. I'm so happy with this. Uh, so and for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future <laughs> me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Rue for coming onto the show. That game was. I mean, you hear me crying on mic. Like, that's just the reality of what that game experience was. It was one of the most gratifying experiences I've had on mic in a very, very long time. I was blown away by playing the game. The story that we told hit all the notes that I wanted it to. Like, it was moving and powerful and heartbreaking, and I could not be happier. Be sure to pick up your own copy of Our Love Will Destroy Us at rjkgames.itch.io. Be sure to check out all of Rue's work at elenanight.space and be sure to follow them on Twitter at elenanight13. Then while you're on Twitter, you should follow us at Party of One Pod, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Check out our Discord community at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Check out our merch store at bit.ly slash partyofonemerch. And if you enjoyed the show, consider supporting us financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Or you can just leave us an iTunes or Spotify review, tell a friend about the show, recommend us to someone. It doesn't matter. They all make my day a little bit brighter. If after doing all of those things, you think to yourself, God, I wish I had two more great podcasts to listen to, I got you covered. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast in which every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character and populate a shared universe one story at a time, and Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast is an actual play about a cozy house, a heartless witch, and all of the many people making their lives inside. You can find both of those shows wherever you get your podcasts. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. Music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lies by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logos by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as guest, or about press coverage of the show, email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And... Unless I am mistaken, that is all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.